Alright everybody, welcome into Hacks History. This is our second part of the bloodletting slash humorous episode. Oh, and leeches. Don't forget that. Oh, leeches are mm. here too. Lots of fun stuff going on. <laughs> if you didn't already know, you're listening to the beautiful voice of myself. My name's Lucas, and you're also listening to the equally amazing and thundering voice of, thundering. Mr. of Mr. Jacob T. Klahach. I love you. I love you added a fucking extra middle name for me that doesn't exist now. It's L, not T, but I won't take it. We'll move on from there. <laughs> Wait, what is your middle name, Jake? Levi. I feel like the Levi. I like it. Like the jeans. Yeah. They don't, I don't have any rights to that. They don't own me much. Jacob Levi Clutch. It's in there. We want to see me squeeze my fat ass into some boot. <laughs> jeans, boys. Here we go. You could be the next Brett Favre slash Drew Brees. Oh, God. Drew, no, was he no, no, Brett, Brett Favre was Wrangler, wasn't he? He, he was Wrangler. Wrangler, and he was copper fit wrist shit. Uh, like, yeah, all that the, garbage. The copper like, fit wrist brand yeah, thing. I don't know. When I go out on the football field, and I like to throw the football, I like to wear this wrist thing because it pays me money. Basically because he was old and he knew that he could sell to people who need, actually needed that. That's why. I'm not sure if it even works. It's kind of like the fucking well, concept of like, it, 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 it can help, like, it's like, you know, how basketball players, the original idea for a shooting sleeve is that it's supposed to stabilize your arm so there's less chance of injury because it holds everything together. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's the idea with the copper fit thing, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All I know is that he's there and he wishes he had that. Uh, nope. <laughs> Not at this age. You want to elaborate on Not at this age. Okay, that's actually fair. I thought you were going to go rounding into some, like, he left us for such and such Okay. You know, as much as I'd love to talk football, that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, that's what you invented. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that'll, that might get off the ground again. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> and, well, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we, we've got plans to potentially do some more stuff, so we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. almost like you almost showed up. No. Good God, man. Stop. Stop. Also, it's not a joke of Ben's expense because no, I would never no, wish no. anything bad on that man. Okay, anyway, back to bleeding, which is the <laughs> point of this episode. Are we going to switch to like a keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding? I'm really sued by that particular artist, whoever they are, because I don't remember their name. Oh, anyone listen to my beautiful voice talk about bleeding love anymore? No, no, I don't. Uh, that's fair. I don't think anybody else does. I don't want to. I don't even want to do it. So, it's all right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now, but since we've gotten our rambling in, um, just a reminder that you can catch Hacks History and all the major podcast platforms out there. So, look at Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can pretty much find podcasts, you can find us, and we're uh, definitely out there. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you, too, so uh, if you want to check us out on social media or you just want to stay up to date with news about the podcast, uh, we'd appreciate a follow. We're on Facebook at Hacked History. We are on Instagram at Hacked, Hist- uh, Hacked underscore History, excuse me. Hacked underscore. Uh, 1993. No, we're not. It's just Hacked underscore History. If you prevent us from getting followers by throwing off our name, Jake, ugh. Anyway, anyway. Disgust. I spit in your dinner. Anyway, um, and then we're also 
are available to contact by email. So if you want to email us anything or you have any feedback and you want to post on social media, our email is hackhistory101 at gmail.com. Uh, other quick programming note, uh, we will be releasing the second chapter of the Iliad at some point here. There's got to be some post-editing done for that. Uh, so I apologize for not having that up yet, um, but that'll get up. And then after that, uh, we do have a programming change to announce. Instead of dealing through all of the Iliad books, uh, we decided to kind of take a break, and those are going to be more sporadic. Um, so we made the executive decision because we were basically not enjoying it as much, doing it all the time, and we think it, it would be more beneficial to do some other stuff, and we think that you guys will appreciate that more. So on Thursday, we're going to do the importance of being earnest, which is a comedical play that was written by Oscar Wilde. So it's going to be pretty funny. Um, fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it should be a good time. So we're going to do that. It's going to be a little more upbeat, some much more clear writing, some laughs. We're going to have it prepared ahead of time, so not hopefully not nearly as much of that. As far as I'm concerned, they don't switch names about 50 times in that book for one character. Yeah, and so. uh, we don't have to then go and try to find the Greek classes, the non-Roman translations of the Basically, just things that are less uh, less academic, a little bit easier to read, uh, and things that we think will be more entertaining just on a regular basis. Not that the Iliad isn't. Um, if we ever get a Patreon going, if we're ever, <laughs> if we're ever lucky enough to get it. That's not what the point is of Patreon. The Patreon, no, that's... Okay, stop. <laughs> it, this is not the ad for a Patreon campaign. But if and when we ever do get a Patreon campaign, uh, that would be maybe one of the perks is we might make some Iliad episodes only available via Patreon. Uh, is ways to, is you know, kind of having that be a perk. So keep that in mind, and if you guys are interested in seeing something like that, or, you know, even if at some point, God forbid, you're interested in getting some merch with the podcast stuff on it. God forbid you get some merch with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How, why? How would you do that? I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding, but um, we... You're If you're ever interested in getting some podcast merch, you'd like it to set some of that stuff us up. That some of that stuff up, uh, please, <laughs> please let us know, uh, and we'd be willing to do that. But uh, we're not going to get that going unless we uh, get some interest first, because we don't want to waste our time and waste everybody else's time to put it out there. Um, so with that being said, let's get back to bleeding, shall we? <laughs> How does that promo go, Jim? It sounded real good. <laughs> I'm taking too much from the market. Anyway, uh, let's get back to bleeding. Let's go back to Yes, so, master. I don't want that to happen. No, last week we literally started bloodletting. Like I, I took out, I took out a needle and a syringe, and I was like, Jake, it's time. <laughs> That is, well, okay, but in all fairness, it is 74 degrees outside right now, and it is 7.30, it is humid as shit outside, so that's my defense. That's like living in, like, New Orleans, pretty much. Basically, yeah. Anyway, um, so we started bloodletting the topic last week, so if you haven't watched episode one 
um, then after that you can watch it. So that's just a little bit of an open thing. But for those of you who watched it and are like, Jay, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I don't remember this. Well, I'm going to cue you. <laughs> God damn it. Don't you? <laughs> I'm just laughing this off. And, uh, I'll cue I you can't laugh. I'll, no. I'll cue you. <laughs> That's the way I go. <laughs> anyway. with you. I know you said this is ridiculous, but I think so far the most ridiculous thing you've covered for now. Urine therapy. Is definitely urine therapy. No, your therapy is still alive. That is it. the most ridiculously I've ever Am I going to tear into crystal therapy? You bet. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I don't think you do. Is that next week? Maybe. Oh, I hope it is. Oh, oh so that is. Those, those pseudoscience in general. Like pseudoscience. Fucking, and next we'll move on to flat earth, hollow earth, all that. Ah, we, we should have covered essential oils. Well, it's there. Somewhere in that line. But I, if I had a, a chance, I would have torn in on a side into flat earth theory. Because we've literally moved beyond that, people. Okay, well, that, we can literally just, we, honestly, we could do a whole separate thing on, we're not gonna on do faulty that scientific theories. We're not going to do that. Too. Today. Not today. Not today. But, uh, moving on from just the basics of it, we talked about, you know, where it starts. So, it's an ancient practice. It starts in Egypt. It moves on to Greece and then Rome. And then it starts moving sort of into your Dark Ages, Middle Ages concept, and it's constantly being used. It's used widely, at, kind of widely at first, is a little weird. Well, it's kind of like how some people use Advil or like Tylenol, like Cure-All. Pretty much. That's actually how my grandfather, who, who passed away like four years ago, used to treat um, any sort of ailment. Because he had like a hypertension and like a water retention and he'd get like heart failure. He used to drink Pepto-Bismol and somehow that fixed him apparently. Hmm. I, again, he was born in the 20s. Well, I mean, you know, if, if it works, you know, it works, I guess. You I know? know. I mean, he's dead and he can't be here to debate it. But well, but he lived a long ass time if he was born in the 20s. And he just he's died 29. He, no, not days ago. He was four years, a couple of days ago. Jesus Christ. He died like five years ago. Oh, but I mean, but he like, was born in the 29. That, that's, so, that's still, that's good going life. I mean, obviously, it's still sad. Anytime, no, no, anytime you lose someone close to you, it's sad. But yeah, no. at least he lived a nice long life. So that's good. Um, so we talked about the Middle Ages, how bloodletting kind of went from like a sort of like kind of a sort of what a philosophical sort of medical practice, talking about like your humors and all you know, like the blood, the phlegm, the black and yellow bile. See, I still want to know what the fuck black bile is. See, that's the part that I don't think uh, I don't think we hammered home enough last time. Like, the whole thought process was that you, that there's some kind of imbalance, like you had too much blood in you, and the way that you would fix it, it's like, almost like you're in like a seesaw or some shit, yeah. and like, or, or actually, the, probably the easiest way to explain it is like, it's like a pie chart, right? Yeah. So like, you have like, your four, like, everything's at like a quarter of a pie, right? Yeah. But then like, you imagine like, their thought process was, okay, well, what if a third of it's blood, but it, it's only supposed to be a quarter? Well, then if we take some we'll blood out of the pie, then it'll go back to being yeah. a quarter. Yeah, I, okay. Let's, <laughs> nah, I was thinking like Jeffrey Dahmer blood pies, but you know. <laughs> now there's two really good ones. <laughs> Unfortunately. Forty-five minutes in Plainfield, Wisconsin. Shout out to Plainfield. 
Yeah. God bless that town. They really had, like, they were super enamored with, like, the concept of NT, and they were like, he's the only thing we're known for. I'm like, that's not That's not, not, not so something to celebrate. Nah, queen, let's not do that. <laughs> anyway. You know what's bad when you got one thing and it's a serial killer? Hey, Persona King. I don't know. You can't what say that, Jake. Really where is that know. going? I'm actually know. very curious now. Where what the fuck is that going? You know, sometimes. <laughs> you just don't finish. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes and that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, yeah, um, we could go on and talk about this. And I almost kind of gave it some extra research after the first episode when we were talking about, like, what the fuck? Like, how do they come to that concept? Because in my mind, it's like, yeah, you could, back in the day, like, again, like with the Spurgellans, when you're talking about, like, the Black Plague and shit, like, yeah. you could talk about people just not knowing enough at the time because there wasn't enough technological advancement like that. That makes sense to me. But the concept of, like, of, like, humor is, like, you just made something up because, as I revealed at one point in time, they literally pointed out that they learned that because they didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it sounds obvious to us, but when you think, when you really think about what the um, people like the ancient Greeks or the ancient Romans actually knew, right. it was <laughs> that's really not obvious. Think about the concept that, like, when you're in war, what the fuck do you think yeah, that is? But a lot of those people that actually saw what happened did not survive. Yeah, some of them did, but okay, but like. If any of you were veterans out there listening to this podcast, all right. Well, they, but they but they knew blood was coming out, but they didn't think it was in the veins, remember? Because they 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 thought it was in different parts of the body, but. The, oh, they got his credit card. Oh yeah. Oh god. Pretty much. Um, it was uh, yeah. The concept with the with that for me at least. Now again, I'm, I'm basically first preaching from the podium of like, why the fuck were they so stupid back then? But realizing too that this is entirely different. We can't. What I was kind of thinking about though is that, yeah, you, you bring up a good point that with the humor that they're like, oh, well, they don't know, right? But then the concept too is they're like, I started looking into the research of like why when we were talking about it, and basically they're like kind of taking circumstantial situations, it seems like, and saying like, well, like when a person has like a, a migraine and then if they also have like a like a nosebleed, like it sometimes that happens with a combination of those two. They kind of came to the understanding that, like, one had to equal the other, i.e., like, your body was normally purging blood because you had an overabundance of it, and it was causing you an ailment. Yeah. And, so, you, and like, without knowing, like, things about the, like, the actual human body, like, that doesn't seem as crazy as it does now. Yeah, if you, if you really take it off, fucking step back and come from complete ignorance on it, it's, it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, like, for what they... That that was science to them, you know. They're like, okay, here's here's the deal. That's got to be what it is. Fucking Archimedes out there making death rays and shit. Oh god. That I really want to know if he actually did that. Like people I, think he did, and he didn't. He definitely did not. God damn it. How the hell is he gonna make I that? I don't fucking know. I, a man can dream. Not a fucking laser beam. You yeah, idiot. you want to believe in conspiracy no, basically, theories? Basically, no. But the con- okay, we're not gonna get off track too far. But to defend myself on that point, they did state that Archimedes created something where he used mirroring as a sort of like magnifying glass to focus it on like a, a ship to set the bitch on fire. The Mythbusters did an episode on that actually. Alright, well, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't believe that he actually did it, but you know, I don't think he did, but I think I, my man wishes he could. That would have been cool. Anyway, 
Um, but yeah, uh, we moved on to sort of the Middle Ages too, where we talked about how bloodletting sort of takes on a religious context because Christian, Judaism, Islamic, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> May I remind you the promo of this thing you fucked up hard. But I, I, the beginning of it, I literally messed up one And the rest of it, like, train wrecked. Anyway. I, okay, no. So, yeah, uh, they, they sort of threw religion into it and said, like, yeah, God is ordained that you must do X, Y, and Z. But, um, that was pretty much all of that. Uh, we started getting into the 19th century where, <laughs> surprise, surprise, we start talking about barber searches and shit like that. And talking about people who probably were not meant to be qualified to do this thing were doing this thing. But they were like, you know what? You know what I can do? I can cut your hair, but I can also open a vein in your arm and have you bleed everywhere. No, and you know, it's like, it's close to this time period. I don't know if we're going to cover it or not, Jake, but uh, it's close to this time period. And you have people performing ice pick lobotomies. Who are really oh, we will cover ice pick lobotomies, my friend. Who are literally not even surgeons. Like, no, those are just psychopaths. I think those are serial killers. Well, the guy who came up with lobotomies wasn't a surgeon. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he wasn't a surgeon. I did know. He invented a fucking lobotomy. He wasn't a surgeon. He was like, this will work. <laughs> God, that, I just <laughs> like that. Yeah. The problem is there's too much pressure in the food. You do let the pressure out by taking a chunk of your skull out when you're still alive. But anyway. Uh, Sounds logical. <laughs> great. So yeah, we're getting to like the 1800s. It's really the part when, um, like we talked about with the fizzing syrup, the people just sort of like, they get real fucking stupid. There's lots of people who have medical opinions who are not qualified. No. And they became doctors, unfortunately. Like, before when you were H.H. Like, Holmes went to medical school. Think about how fucked up that yes, is. Yes, that is a scary concept. Numerous serial killers of the 1920s and the, 19, the 1970s and the 80s and the 50s were fucking medical students. I, I mean, H.H. Holmes was like turn of the century. That was like 1920. And then we're talking about people digging up people, selling them off to Japan. That, I mean, he literally fucking, he sold like he kill people and then fucking sell skeletons to medical colleges. Like, yeah, I have a perfectly like preferred big, skeleton for it. Sounds like an asshole I guarantee you that that's where they got it. I bet you that's where they got a lot of uh, inspiration for from. Probably. Thanks. Fucking what's his name? Anyway. I almost said Tom Hanks. That's not Tim Hawks. Tim Hawks. Tim Hawks. We love you, Tom. We love you, Tom Hanks. I hope you get well. I, wanna, I do want to see uh, Greyhound. Uh, just a side note. Anyway, moving on. Um, but yeah, basically we're talking about, like, at this point in time now, we are talking about people who are literally, like, completely, almost, like, unqualified. Like, you could, it's basically the concept of, like, going and doing a technical college degree. Like, that, it's like, it almost, it, uh, I yeah. like technical I don't college. want to rip technical I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But it's a general stereotype of a technical college, where it's like, it doesn't mean anything. But this is, like, an actual scenario where they literally would freeze through, like, what should have taken years, even if it wasn't pseudo-scientific medical practice, and just say, you're fucking good to go, get out there. I, you don't do it by the book, but I like the style. And it's like, mm. Yeah, the training for doctors is definitely not, uh, not classic. The huge problem with it, too, was that back in the day, especially with doctors, even though you had the Hippocratic Oath, they didn't give a shit sometimes, because you're like, if you were rich enough, you could just breeze through that shit, and it didn't matter. You can have incompetent doctors almost everywhere, and that was what was sad. I hate to tell you, Jake, but money can still buy you things like I that. I know, and, and it, it can buy you a place in a very prestigious college for a student who went to the Rome team but didn't actually do that. Uh, 
that, I'm looking at you. Lori Laughlin? Yeah. All of them. Not just her. All of them. Yeah. Fucking getting them scandal. Fucking fucking getting white collar jobs. No, I'm Anyway, <laughs> it just makes me angry that I just put money and time and you can save your kids' home. Anyway, um, so yeah, we started talking back to the concept that even as early as the 1600s, there was some pushback. People were like, ah, this doesn't look like it does shit. And we should probably not do this. But then we started getting uh, pushback, a counter pushback, I think, from my favorite crowd, the leeches crowd. Yes. The leeches crowd. <laughs> as I remember, the leeches crowd uh, was one such doctor who would basically state we are going to give him 50 leeches because it works. That's pretty much it. That was it. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was. Yeah, do more bleeding. Are you sure, doctor? <laughs> oh, are you sure? Sure won't bleed him that much? He's talking about a Disneyland. How's he going to watch Space Mountain? Anyway, yes, um, he's going to go to the great Disneyland in the sky. Oh, God! <laughs> He's about to visit the Disneyland of the afterlife. I'm coming for you, Abram. That's how, well, the small fact, that's how Walt Disney died. They bled until he died, and he's like, I'm coming for you, Abram. Honest to God, I just imagine every doctor just doing this shit. I know it's not true, but I imagine every one of those fucking doctors just was, like, in, like, his evil fucking laboratory. Just... It's not a laboratory. It's, it's actually an necessity. And he left. Yeah, but no, but I imagine, like, an evil one. We talked about this last time with, like, the evil, like, the assistant who's just, like, he's in, he's into it, but he's not quite as into it as the doctor he's is. He's, like, into it, but, no, he's, like, not into it, but he doesn't have the balls to do so. He's like, well, I don't know, boss. I don't know if we should really do this. <laughs> and then the, and the doctor is just like, yes, do it. Put the leeches on him. Put the leeches on him. Well, of course it works. Come on, Lucy Graham. Pretty much who's played L.A. Noir. I feel like it's like Dr. Harlan Fontaine getting into this fucking morphine. Oh my god, oh, dude, that is big. We, we've got to talk about morphine some more time. I didn't want to do that to keep on people's reports. And it was fucking sad when they came to mention that. Uh, so many people died from morphine. I mean, it was, it was kids with a soothing syrup, but like, it, it, it was a real problem for everybody. Um, my favorite, uh, of the thing that we talked about too, how, or what it, it cured. So by the 1800s, they just kind of started labeling it as a cure-all for shit. Um, one of them, like I said, it, it was like acne, asthma, cancer, cholera, coma, the fact that, the fact that coma, <laughs> let's say it again, coma. The two C's there, cancer and coma. Convulsions, diabetes, Indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, diarrhea. pretty much. <laughs> indigestion, insanity, jaundice, leprosy, apalmia, which I actually never heard because we didn't do that. No, we did talk about how weird that word was. I remember that. Anyway, uh, oh, it's an inflammation of the eye. So it's kind of like probably kind of related to jaundice as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's probably because it's almost too much to think about. Um, but, uh, what about it? Oh, yeah, plague. There you go. Uh, Ooh, plague. Pneumonia, scurvy, smallpox, strokes. What? Okay, scurvy is not like a funny disease, but like the only thing I can think of when I hear the word scurvy <laughs> is just some pirate saying scurvy. <laughs> just, just, my God, people. I got some scurvy. Where is my God? 
so, like, I just, like, I know it's not a scary disease and it was bad, but, like, it just makes me think of, like, fucking cartoony it's pirates. It's fucking bad. It's mixing rock with sea salt and some turn black. It's, it, it's awful. It's bad, yeah. It's bad. Um, the, uh, tetanus, which is basically getting tuberculosis and some 100 other diseases. But yeah, so they basically just said, no, it's fucking, it's just hard for everything, because uh, apparently correlation equals causation back in the day. But, um, yeah, and then they also had things like uh, treating most normal diseases like nose bleeding, excessive menstruation, hemorrhoidal bleeding. Wait, wait, wait. So if you bleed out your ass, what you need to do is bleed somewhere else. Bleed somewhere else, because you won't have the blood to bleed out your ass, yeah. Jake. Yeah, well, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll empty the blood tank in the ass. So we'll see, I, see, this is the problem. If you're passed out because you have no blood in your body, you can't bleed. Oh, yeah, and we also talked about experience heart sickness and heartbreak, where uh, the French physician Jacques Brian wrote a case in 23 that he just blood like to the point of heart failure, literally. And uh, you wouldn't be sad anymore because you'd be fucking dead. Either you would be dead, or your your body would be like in fight or flight mode, be like, bro, you don't have time to worry about that anymore. Like, you might <laughs> die. Fuck, maybe you need to eat yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's stop with the other thing. You might actually die here. Let's. You know what? Can I ask you what the man That's too bro. That's too bro. That's too bro. When you start eating black in your tail. Um, we also talked about the how, uh, in general, there was sort of a nice little industrial revolution slant to this with the creation of the starificator. What was the starificator? Lucas, do you remember that? I don't remember oh, that. That was spring-loaded, bladed fucking, I would assume, torture device oh, that you placed on your wrist and just let it go to town. The concept to, of placing a small metal box filled with blades is like a Saw movie concept. Yeah, but, okay, but... but Spring loaded, mind you. My question is, even at that point, who were the people who were agreeing to have this done? Like... Massacre. Yeah, but, like, just... I, I have a hard time believing some, like, businessman be like, you know what? I, I could use some bloodletting. And he's just like, you know what? Bring out the scarificator. Like, I just... Wow, you think that's like an accident? You think you can imagine someone burning something like that? Like, put on a scarf and put it on a scarf? I just, I don't. No, that makes me feel like a No, we're not. We're not. Um, but, like, I just, I don't know the type of person that you would have, what kind of mindset you would have to I be to resort to that. You would have to fucking sit still. You would have to be like, like, Bruce Willis and Unbreakable to take that shit. Yeah, because if you move, you're going to be ultra dead. Pretty much. You'd be ultra dead if the doctor fucked up. Like, yeah, this thing is like a very innocuous piece of equipment. It's like a square, and they, like, the blades are small, but fuck, man. A small nick on anywhere in that vein area, but the, the pressure will do the rest of the job. I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, there's like a sadistic, like, that's like something a doctor would have and just be like, I'm, I'm never going to actually ask anybody to, if they want this done. Oh, yeah, Yeah, like, that, I just figured, like, oh, God. Anyway, moving on to Scarificator. Oh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, we talked about the concept that actually the current reported about 40 million of those things for medical purposes, and in that next decade, England too kind of followed suit imported 6 million from France. Um, and through the decades, uh, the centuries, there are hundreds of millions of these things used by physicians. So they were like, yeah, we'll just stick a fucking thing on you. Because, be because if anybody is not familiar with what a leak does, it's like, you know, and most times these people don't give a shit and they want to go outside. 
yeah. would divide our face or something, it wouldn't latch on. And what it would do is it would basically, like... Well, I mean, there's still leeches out there, like, today. You said would do. Like, you, can, do. you, well, can, you I, can still get a leech attached to you. You son of a bitch, you. I'm just saying. You wonder why it goes so long. Um, but, yeah, the leech is basically, basically attached to the prey, whatever it is, and they hang on. And basically what they do is they have a, an anticoagulant in their blood, which means it makes the blood flow freely, and it just feeds until it gets fat and drops off or whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's just a constant thing. That's just, you know, it's a general idea of why they were doing it. They're like, yeah, this thing fucking works. But um, sometimes the bleeding... They go hand in hand because the leeches in the bleeding part, and this is really where we start off from our actual first episode after about 30 minutes of bullshit. Yeah, um, we, we covered a lot of nothing. Yeah, pretty much. And, and it's just, you know what? It's just there for the banter. That's what we want to do. Um, I had pointed out that we were going to start with a primary source, and Lucas is not with this, so his reaction is going to be fucking amazing. Um, so there, it's an example of using leeches in Europe around this time. Uh, this one comes from 1824. This uh, particular account involves a French military officer who was stabbed through the chest. And it goes like this. Uh, typical medical treatment began on the morning of the 13th of July, 1824. A French sergeant was stabbed through the chest while engaging in single combat within minutes. He fainted from loss of blood. Arriving at a local hospital, he was immediately bled 20 ounces, or 570 milliliters, to quote-unquote prevent inflammation which is infection for anybody who's like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, they use that a lot. During the night, he was bled another 24 ounces, 680 milliliters. Early in the next morning, the chief surgeon bled the patient another 10 ounces, 285 milliliters. During the next 14 hours, he was bled five more times. Medical attendants thus intentionally removed more than half of the patient's normal blood supply. In addition to the initial blood, leeches to the most sensitive part of the bleeding were added. Oh, no. There was spouse sergeant to faint, and bleedings continued over the next several days. On the 29th of July, so if we started on the 13th and we're now at the 29th, the wound had become inflamed because back in the day, a fun fact, surgeons, surgeons did not uh, sterilize their equipment. They did not wash their hands. And in fact, I learned this in biology class, and you were there for that, when they talked about the guy who proposed that, and they laughed him down. They're like, fuck you, you're stupid. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, basically, that's how that goes. Anyway, by the 29th of July, the wound, that, that. the wound had become inflamed, and the physician applied 32 leeches to the most sensitive part of the wound. Over the next three days, there was more bleeding and a total of 40 more leeches. The sergeant recovered, uh, look, sergeant recovered and was discharged on the 3rd of October. The physician wrote that by the large quantity of blood loss amounting to 117 ounces, nearly 11 pints of 4.8 liters. Besides that drawn by the application of leeches, perhaps another two pints, 1.1 liters, the life of the patient was preserved. Yeah, not by the fucking <laughs> By 19th century standards, 13 points of blood taken over the space of a month was a large but not exceptional quantity. The medical literature of the period contains many similar accounts, some successful, some not. Yeah, I wonder why. I wanted to. This guy would do so much shit. I mean, I would have just died. I would have said, fuck it, it's not worth the trouble. Imagine looking over on your fucking shoulder, like just barely fucking awake. And you see 
Oh, and there's no anesthetic here. leeches just there's, fucking... There's no anesthetic here, so they're probably bleeding you when you're fucking biting down on a rag to keep you from cutting the end of your tongue off. Like, uh, uh, you know that is, guys probably chunk out his fucking... Oh, hell yeah. They Back in the Civil War, they used to use, um, like, corn whiskey, and that must be a wild fucking ride for that guy to wake up with your leg missing and you have a fucking hangover. Oh, yeah. Smooth. Oh, that, 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 was, that was supposed to symbolize... You want to get closer to the mic as well? That was supposed to symbolize how it would have felt for the kid. Son yeah, Dude. exactly. That's how you would have reacted, man. I'm just trying to symbolize. Shut up. Shut up. You just have to admit the fuck up. It's fine. No, I, it wasn't no, a fuck up, dude. It wasn't a fuck up. It definitely was a fuck up, but that's anyway. okay. So, uh, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, and, and uh, so that, that particular account is just something that really, it's just one, but there's like eight doing this shit every fucking day to people like, Oh, what do we do today? Well, they've lost another pint of blood through the hemorrhoids inside his brain. Let's save some more blood. It's like, Perfect. The body's not, you can't remove the blood. God damn it. Balance the bios, Jay. I feel, shut the fuck up. This is <laughs> making me crazy. It really is. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's just one of those things. It's a good example of how sort of we like, almost like, you know, Jesus, it's a fucking miracle this guy survived at all. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's but, uh, yeah, um, it's stated, though, so moving on from that, the, the continued popularity of bloodletting, laugh, laugh, Jesus Christ, bloodletting, because I think those two words are just sort of pointing together, was that while anatomical knowledge, surgical and diagnostic skills of medicine increased tremendously in Europe since the 17th century, the key to pathology curing diseases remained elusive, and it was assumed that any treatment was better than none at all. That is why, as we read, even by 1800 standards, where you're talking about people starting to move into the fields of sciences, like dealing with, you know, when you, this is the same era pretty much where you start getting like penicillin and things like that. When you're talking about finding cures and vaccinations mm-hmm. to various diseases that have been plaguing humanity, you know, there's still like this concept in the 1800s of like, we don't know what causes it. So the old shit is the only thing we know, and that's what we'll fall back on. It, 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 it just made sense to them. And that's why, to me, for me to think about it in the 21st century, not being able to wrap my head around it originally, even though, like, I've heard it, I know it exists, it's not a shock to me. It's just like, but why? But why didn't you question it? That's the thing. Why is there, like, there has to be something better, right? Like, we've been doing this shit for, like, since the six, since, like, the fucking beginning of civilization, pretty much. Like, you know, there's some point in time. Some people survive. I don't, yeah, and then they died from being 35. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. We're going back to the Civil War conversation we had with, like, my dearest Mildred. I was out on the field of battle, setting down the Yankees, and I got a feather from a wooden fence. Yeah, but then, Unfortunately, I've chopped a gang green, and my penis is falling off. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Yeah, but then we forgot about the treatment for it. We didn't go into it. And then, <laughs> no, 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 no. The treatment of getting blood for that. Oh, I was thinking maggots. That was good. They did that shit. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Moving forward to the 20th century, because it's pretty much... Everything was sort of like a sad flow at this point. Bloodletting finally begins to decline by 1900. Wow. It is, yeah, the concept that it was going up until 1900, and then it's just like, yeah, let's run it again. Um, eh, maybe this isn't the greatest idea we've ever had. No, uh, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like Taylor Swift's day for me. And uh, we're still moving on. But uh, <laughs> what more or less in a very, like, sort of anti-vaccine fashion, and that even as the information starts to build against the case for bloodletting, there's still like pockets of people just saying, like, I'm going to debate that 
the same, like, no, there's positive properties to this legitimate medical procedure. They're, like, debating it. They're like, no, it, it doesn't work. It causes more harm than good than stressing your body when your body's already fucking stressed. Like, when you go into shock from getting shot, the last thing you want to do is remove more blood under the concept that it's going to fucking make things better. No, no, Jake, Jake. No, just before we go on, let's just postulate that. I learned that a negative times a negative equals a positive. So if you're in shock. <laughs> so, is there a blunt on the other end of that? No. So rather smoking weed. If if no one plays, if no one plays devil's advocate to you yelling and I just started yelling, then we're just an angry podcast, and that's not the goal here. That's true. You're right. <laughs> it feels good for me to yell I know, and what's great is like that my responses are triggering more, more, more of the yelling. That's what you want. It is what I want. Yeah, no, I can see what you mean though. Like in their mind, they're like, hmm, negative means a negative equals a positive, right? The idea that like, what, again, like one person is super positive, and then they kind of became like the bad person. Like, you see, you see, it yeah. works because of that. It's like, no. Yeah. You can't, there's so many factors. And the thing is, back in the day, they kind of didn't know about these factors. No, they didn't. No. So, I mean, yeah, again, we, we do have to land back to tactics, but even then, I mean, the people, I think, kind of did sort of like who causes that. And you know, it's, it's, again, the general concept of history is you can't go back and sit there and go, well, I wish I was just fucking stupid back in the 40s. So well, I mean, the context, whatever, is, the context will always, is and will always be important. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, without a complete understanding of the context, you'll never be able to understand why someone's actually truly doing something. So yeah, and, and that's you know it, it, they have their reasons and justification and everything. It, it's not fraudulent by that account in their eyes. It, it's not really even fraudulent in general. It's more like a misperception. But it, uh, at this point in time, though, it's like the science is finding some around it really to prove it. Sure. And they're just kind of like, but it works. Possibly the worst thing you can do for someone who's injured. prideful in their particular beliefs yeah. and they don't want to change them even in the face of mounting evidence.
So just to stop, just as a moment of clarification, because I kind of got lost. Um, so are you saying that now they're thinking that the 1900s, or are you saying that they thought that in the past? Like, are you saying that, like, now instead of that laundry list of things, they, they're shortening it down to things they thought yeah. it was useful yeah. for? Yeah, so it's beginning in the 1800s, but it's never last. Blood letting is still, and then by the 1900s, they're looking at, okay, maybe it's not the word for fucking coma, and it definitely doesn't work for insanity. Yeah. So it's blame it down and down. Narrow the field. So think that you're right. They, they did narrow the field of what they were going to talk about. So it's still being kind of used, but not as widely. That's sort of what I'm getting. Sure. Yeah, they ideas to they. There's a British medical journal in 1871, and they repeated it again in the 1920s that it causes images to cease. That was one of their ideas. Um, but like I said, that was their narrow concept, right? They, they were still trying to come around to the concept that it just wasn't practical to do for like massive diseases. But now they're starting to come to like, oh yeah, tuberculosis. It's not a, it's not something in the blood. It's something in your lungs. That, and then they started figuring it out. And they started getting it, the building blocks of figuring out how to deal with it. You good there? Or you have questions? I'm good. That's how you know you have a real solid defense on yeah. something when you. Anybody who's ever taken forensic school or debate or any of that shit. I mean. Also, who did you reference when you said the sources tell you? Why did you say Ben? Oh, you just picked the name and that's where you landed. I was just, I was just. No, I was just confused. That was genuinely confused. Whether you had someone you were pointing out, or is it? Okay. Um, 
for a second just to like I just, no 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 you were just saying a lot of big words and I just want to make sure that I understand before you go there so are you saying that this is like actually like a contextualized reason that you might not want a ton of blood in your body because iron is in blood and if you can't absorb the iron then you're gonna die saying a lot of words and I was confused and I was worried our listeners were confused so I wanted to that's why if you ever like you know, if you ever like taste your own blood accidentally because you like bite your mouth too hard or something like that, that's why you get that metally taste. Yeah. Okay, but this is with literal actual medical science behind it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, this is a disease state, or this is a disease state in which uh, the hemoglobin concentration, so hemoglobin is sort of like the sugar uh, base in your blood. Yep. And it, there's a concentration that is elevated in the peripheral veins and arteries, and that can be something very problematic. Anybody that is very poor hemoglobin, it can cause your body. I'm not, I'm not sure particularly the stomach links to diabetes. Um, so when you talk When you're talking about peripheral veins, you're talking about the veins on the sides of your body, right? Yes. So on your extremities. Yeah. Okay. 
reason we couldn't do our first thing because I remember like, Dave, you're just fucking making stuff up. We, these are actual meetings, but the reason why they go to this is because there's literally, these are considered, like, random one in a million diseases are considered undiagnosable because they, like, nobody knows where they come from. It just happens. And they use bloodletting in the 2000s because, or the early 2000s, because at that point in time, they had no research. Like, they didn't know what the fuck to do. They're like, I, I mean, we can remove it to try to, like, alleviate, right? And the concept being somewhat similar in style to sort of, like, if you know what family members are gone on. I'm trying to think. I'm, I, words are failing me today. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Um, uh, John, I'm trying to think. It's a concept of taking blood out transfusion of sorts. John Oliver did a... Um, an episode on it. I'm trying to think what it was called. But uh, it basically did the concept like if you have like, a kidney uh, disorder. Dialysis. Okay, dialysis, there you go. Where you, if you have like heart failure or like kidney failure, it's the same concept, right? You have to remove the blood and then place new blood in. And it's sort of like an oil change. Um, that was kind of the same principle, right? They just like, oh, that's what we're going to have to do. Like, we don't know how else to fix it. But of course, by the mid 2000s to the later 2000s, about like 2010, and into like to the 20, like the Katy Perry years, that's what I like to call it. Yeah, I like to say like our, our post 9-11, like Lee Greenwood years. Um, basically, they, they found medical diagnoses for it, but now it's not even used for that. The only place it's really practically used is like specifically trained practitioners in hospitals, and they're utilizing modern techniques. Again, that's again like dialysis. It, it's like, it's a high-tech version of bloodletting, but not as so essentially. Regular bloodletting just doesn't happen because if they're taking blood out, they're putting more blood back in. Yeah, right. It's a concept of removing. See, because the, the definition actually changes. So I was looking at it and they're like, well, bloodletting is an actual thing. So I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, you mean like an actual process? They, they cited dialysis. One of those things. That's not bloodletting, though. That's... I, again, but they, again, <laughs> they, they changed the definition from like this crazy ass. Oh, that's thing. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah, in the medical community. No, I don't. <laughs> God bless all of our trained medical professionals yeah, out right there. Now, yes. No, honestly, no, but honestly, though, God bless anybody who works in the medical field out there, anybody who's helping fight the coronavirus. But, um, what I, yeah, exactly. Like, even, even, no, I was, you think, I think you think everything I say is fucking condescending. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that, but I promise you it's not. I'm just really sarcastic, even when I'm trying to be genuine. So that's my that's my crook. Um, but okay, so basically speaking, you know, um, bloodletting's still a thing, but not really because it's not really bloodletting in the way that we've described it for the past, you know, almost two hours now. Sure. But it moves forward to our favorite thing, our favorite thing. My favorite thing. You know, I was just ready for this episode to be over. No, I mean, it's not done yet. <laughs> it's, it's a short one, but it's going to be amazing. Then we move on to something that's near and dear to both me and Luke, which is our new Good God. It's right. the last day of the life. It, it's really going to be. Oh, boy. It's, all right. It's traffic. So, alternative medicine. Anyway, Let me guess, yeah. these fuckers still do this, don't they? Um, yeah, because it's. Are you a medic? Yunani, I think it's like Chinese systems of alternative medicine. 
everybody can unite and become like sophisticated variants of DC and Batman, and cause something in that general area like southern Southeast Asian area. You know what else is a pseudoscience? Yeah. Fucking eugenics. I know, but it's also a pseudoscience, which just shows you just how ridiculous those pseudosciences are fucking. Oh, we really should. We really should. Oh, it does, because people thought it did. People thought you were genetically predisposed to be. to be insuperior, to be, to be, like, inferior, depending on what kind of genes you had. Yeah. People, like, Jake, there were, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but there were actual studies out there saying if you had this type of skull, uh, oh, it was yeah. good for this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, People got real into that yeah. shit. Yeah, if you, oh, God. Yeah, if you watch the scene from, scene, but the scene, oh, my gosh. If you watch the scene from Django Unchained where Calvin Candy is explaining how he thinks skull function works, you can really get a feel <laughs> for just how fucked up that thought process was. Oh, no. I think it's eugenics started. It started in America. It was an American scientific idea. They learned all of that, a lot of their shit from America. something that's even more fucked up though, and we'll, we'll get off eugenics after this, yeah. um, Frank Thomas, the former MLB player, no. literally to this day, you can, I, I guarantee you people oh, that listen, yeah. just listen, it, it, he's, I guarantee you he has no idea what he's advertising, but he, he advertises for like a testosterone slash like, it's supposed to be like a enhancement supplement, oh, and it's called, that, it's yeah. literally called eugenics. And I heard that and I was like, I, I don't think that they fully understand what they're condoning with that name. And I, I mean, I don't think Frank Thomas knows, I'll be realistic. I, I don't think that Frank Thomas made that connection, but uh, it's a little sketchy. It's not good. Anyway. And this is called the House Synagogue. Um, fucking what? It's an early, it looks like an early 90s fucking website. It looks like a website. Was this just was, like designed by, was that designed by like some dude who like lives in his mom's basement who was like also somehow a part time like web programmer? It's, it's kind of like what you guys did about the Oh, you mean, yeah, the racist Civil War website. They're still, they're, those websites still exist out there, just in case anybody was curious. people feel the need to have websites like this? I don't know. I want to know this. I want to just point this up because I have 
guide talks about, you know, how you can do stuff like this safely in your own home or like this one. The inside of the ring yields a fair amount of blood taken from it because it's still quite erotic to the donor and the vampire. Okay, so essentially, <laughs> what he's saying. Pause! You're missing the part where it quotes vampire. <laughs> oh, I, I heard that. I just. It, it does talk about um, using a scalpel, but also to describe using a thoroughly sterilized exacto knife, preferably a one piece blade. So this website. Don't do this! Don't do whatever this website is telling you! Did you stumble upon a modern, like, vampire website? Is that the goal of that website? I don't know. I think it is, because... I'm talking about is very vaguely about, like, the black yeah, but, but, but I'm... I, I think, like, literally their intent is to have you open, like, a wound on someone with an exacto knife and then suck it out of that person for sexual pleasure? No, that's... That's just one part of it. See, I thought that, too. I was like, they're not just... Oh, wait, okay. They're just random. That's all they're doing. I'm not going to make excuses for how fucking stupid this is. No, you still am. I'm going to make excuses either. But I'm saying it's random. It's not even about vampires. But it's like... Oh, it's a little bit about that. I'm guaranteeing you this guy has done something like that. I feel like we're already giving this guy way too much fucking time. Oh, no, that comes again, but lethal mail getting distant immediately throw you off. Is by having removed the dermal suction probe, this removes the possibility of the false charges being laid. No, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Basically saying that these people are just basically telling you, we know it's probably a bad thing, but yeah. Okay, I don't want to talk about the website anymore. They don't deserve well, any more of our press. Moving on to the oh. final thing. The final thing. So the thing that you and I both know so much about is that America's number one president, our first president, George Washington, actually died from bloodletting. Pretty much. It's pretty much. I mean, he had a throat thing going on, but it wasn't, like, that big of a deal, but they didn't know how to treat it. Exactly. So pretty much, I'm going to paraphrase this tedious um, sort of article, but it's basically saying this. And originally, it happened on the afternoon of the 13th of December, it was a little bit He had spent most of the day on horseback and referred to brain smelling out as you do in the 1700s. It sounds like you literally just had All a right. fucking cold. Fucking just sound it. It literally is what it sounds like. It sounds like he had a cold. Like, that's really all. Like, yeah, he had a cold. Maybe. Basically, supervising the activities of the military. I'm pretty sure he was Yes, he did. He did, yeah. I was just going to say that there's a couple of presidents who actually didn't. I've actually been to Mount Vernon. It's a it's yeah, a pretty yeah. beautiful place. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, it looks beautiful, but obviously the slavery part was not beautiful. Yeah, like, I mean, if you go to any like plantation like or place like that, that you know a wealthy person owns, it'll be beautiful, stunningly. But then you will also see the contrast of how fucking awful it is when you add the context of all the enslaved yeah, people. Basically, that 
close to hot, it would maybe get close to a male. Basically, not wanting to make people look kind of beautiful. That was good timing. Yeah, fantastic. Because <laughs> you clearly just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I do. Anyway, um, at 2 a.m. the next morning, uh, Washington awoke partially after a profound struggle with breath, which again was kind of like pneumonia. Um, yep. His wife, Martha, wanted to seek help, but Washington was more concerned about her health and she had only recently suffered from a cold in her health. And Washington simply just did not want to leave his fire on the bedroom of his dance floor or for the dance floor after. So uh, ideally, he didn't want to leave because right, the least thing you want to do when you're sick is go back out into the environment right. and make you sick when you're already in a weakened state. Um, so Martha obviously wanted to seek help. Washington doesn't want her to really trouble herself too much. He really doesn't want to worry about it. But nevertheless, she goes and asks her husband, Chief A. Colonel Tobias Lear, which is a badass name. They, they need to bring that name back. Tobias <laughs> is a first name. Just It shouldn't be for kids who may or may not have bowl cut hair in this middle school year. But whatever. Uh, they asked him to come to the room, and seeing how ill the general was, Colonel Tobias Lear was sent to Dr. James Crane, who had been Washington's assistant for more than 40 years and was the estate's overseer, oh, and, and the estate's overseer for Rollins, who was, well, practiced. Bloodletting. Oh, we can already see where this is going. Uh, it was only a few hours later, after 6 a.m., that Washington developed a pronounced fever. His throat was raw with pain, the bleeding became more labor. So, again, it's probably. Mm, he might have strep throat now. At this point, yeah. I mean, and remember, like, people back in the day, like, one small thing, like like a chill, like you could be outside the dance, could literally just cascade a fucking snowball, like, of things. Because wasn't it like we talked about Thomas Jefferson's death, that it was like the worst thing for him, that he had, like, fucking, like, just a numerous illnesses of boils on his ass. It was bad. Yeah, like, well, I mean, this is slightly different than the fact that I really don't feel like George Washington was suffering from anything that serious at this point. Not really. It was just a discomfort, maybe? Well, uh, I mean, discomfort and potentially bad things, but, like, you know, if he was actually treated with things other than fucking removing literally his life force, maybe <laughs> he could have survived. So, yeah, I mean, the concept here is just, like, Holy shit, he was alive like a day ago, and now he's like bedridden. But, uh, yeah, and so, uh, let's see. At 7.30 in the morning, Rollins removed 12 14 ounces of blood after which Washington instructed him to move no more. Fucking what? Yep. Following the procedure, Colonel Lear gave the patient a tonic and relaxed his brother into stupor, which nearly choked Washington to death, stone flames in the deeply red tissues of his infected throat. So basically, they tried to feed him some sort of gross shit that they mixed together and he just about drowned in both, like, whatever this was. Um, I didn't know how to suit people's throats back then either, apparently. Yeah. So, basically, here, and I understand this is kind of intriguing, or it was intriguing to them, but then a lot of people sort of, like, pour into this looking at, like, what this is talking about. Um, there are things like, like, letters and things like that talking about, like, what it was that he had. Um, pretty much, it, it was sort of just, like, a little bit research put there for the PBS people. But uh, Dr. Craig entered Washington's bedchamber at 9 in the morning afterwards after taking the medical history. Oh yeah, after taking the medical history, he applied, or he took Washington's medical history, sorry, he basically just sort of like took what he knew at this point then, and then applied what was known as a painful blister of cantharide, better known as Spanish fly to Washington's throat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, what the fucking... The idea behind this torture treatment was based on a humoral notion of medicine 
dating back to antiquity called counter-irritation, basically sort of the idea of bloodletting, getting rid of the inflammation, I guess, uh, where the blisters are raised by the toxic material, which supposedly draw out the deadly tumors causing the general throat inflammation. So the idea was like, well, we apply it to the skin, it will drag it right out of you. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. At 9.30, another bloodletting leak announces with the phone calling the similar withdrawal of the food of uh, animal and animal. I'm going to take to our day. Uh, a new and animal was administered with the blisters of the Fucking, oh my god. <laughs> Poor man. I mean, political aside, what we know of him now is still not what I'm fucking going with this way. Um, and, Everybody died shitty in this time period. I fucking Things are gargling with sage tea, like the vinegar runs successful, but Washington was still strong enough to walk about his bedroom for a bit, sit upright in his easy chair for a few hours. The real challenge was breathing was to return life by the respect. So, what that sounds like is he just fucking sat up, which made things maybe easier, maybe not prolong his suffering, but I don't fucking know. But uh, at this point in time, Dr. Strange ordered yet another blizzard, this time 32 ounces, willingly receiving off a life that Cullen did. Anyway, uh, the second business was arrived arrived at Mount Vernon at that time. Objective was such a heroic measure because at this point, time enough, as soon as they've done it, now what, three times, four times? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the third doctor, Gustavus Richard Brown, made the mansion at four in the afternoon and suggested a dose of calamine or a mercurous chloride. Mercury is mercurous. Fucking... Chloride. Two things that I wouldn't want anywhere near me. The chlorine is by itself. Fucking poison and mercury is something that drives you crazy. Uh, and then there was a tartar emetic, which is an antimony potassium tartrate. Basically, this is like, oh God, I'm gonna have to look at that up. What is it? It basically is just more awful shit. I'm, it's, it's more random shit they mix together to give her a go. I was guaranteed to make the former resident vomit with a vengeance. At this fucking point, they're just like feeding him fucking like literal bleach, and they're like, here you go. Yeah, pretty much. This is this is pretty much it. Uh, the fourth, uh, yeah, I was asking for the lady to have done the fourth time. Washington appears to rally from it. Yeah, I've also heard a lot of situations where people rally and then fucking drop dead. At five in the afternoon, he was having a media time swallowing, and he had an emergency on the black lower testament with Martha. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like the concept is like he's getting better, but you know what? He knew, but soon enough, he was again struggling for air to go. He again told Dr. Craig, Doctor, I got hard, but I am not afraid to go. I believe for my first attack that I could not survive it. My breath cannot last long. Ever the gentleman, even in extreme extremis, the general made a point of thanking all three doctors for their help. Um, by 8 p.m., the blisters of cantharide, again, the uh, very painful application which is supposed to raise toxins from the skin. Were applied to his feet, arms, and legs, while wheat polyps were placed upon the throat with little improvement. Uh, wheat polyps. Here I have this set up as a thing. Let me bring that back. Uh, again, like, these are these are just like things back in the day. We're like, mm, you know, we can't we can't do regular medicine because we killed all the witches in the 1600s. Um, it's basically a plaster where it's smeared on a bandage before application. So it's still used, you can still buy it, but it's, in most cases, it's literally only used for animals. So like, I'm looking to the right of my Google document here, it's like farmvet.com, smartpack, excellent, Santa Cruz Animal Hospital, like, 
it, it's, it's meant for like animals. Why? Honestly, like, I can tell this is ridiculous because I'm getting irritated by how much stupid shit they did. And he's still a gentleman laughing at you in that situation. Like, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, just add more shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah, it's him, you know, watching the murmurs. Some last word about Barry and fucking Colonel Weird. And about 20 minutes later, Colonel Weird, you know, just forward, forward present, settled back in his bed and calmly took his pulse. And then at the very end, Washington suddenly drops off his wrist and the president of the Great Republic had died. Uh, the bedside with Martha, his doctor, Dave Craig, Tobias Lear, his valet, Christopher Shield, the three slave housemates, and Carolyn, Molly, and Carolyn. Or Charlie, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, the, the article goes on to say that Washington's physicians, as doctors, are wont to do, argue repeatedly over the precise cause of death. It was everything. It was all of you fuck-ups just well, not understanding. Three of you jackasses in the room. Yeah, I don't even want to know what they said it was. It was all of them being stupid. Yeah. That's that's all nope. we need to know. Um, Dr. Craig insisted it was an inflammatory quinsy. God knows what the fuck that is for. What they call pillar abscesses. Um, basically stating that it's some sort of buildup of toxins in the body here. Yeah. Let's bring up a that actually could have been what it was. Why are you so loud? Because I'm irritated. Too fucking bad. No, but that honestly... Dr. Dick, yeah, that's about right, rejected such a possibility offered the alternative diagnosis. A stridular, stridular suffocated, a blockage of the throat or larynx, laryngemia, so with an inflammation or respiratory, and we're missing the inflammation of the larynx, which is causing what was causing the swelling and the lack of breathing, or what is known as canasty tracheality. Things are literally saying the same fucking thing. That, that's why I cannot stand. Like these, these, no, but these doctors with no way to be able to prove it are like, you know what? No, I think it was this type of this, and you would know it. I think it was this, but also this. Like literally, they're just like having a fucking nerd conversation about fucking like the same reason, basically, just different ways that it could have happened. It's also not a miracle 
it's not it's not hard to understand what happened to him. He was outside and in, in, inside in fucking wet clothes yeah. for fucking like twelve hours. Like he got in he got an infection from bacteria. He basically had low-grade strep throat, and they kept fucking making it worse because they didn't understand how to soothe his throat. If they had just fucking understood how to soothe his throat, the guy would not have died. He literally just needed a fucking... Yeah, but the point is, like, he didn't have to die of fucking strep throat. That's what I'm saying. Like, in the modern context, when you look at the most time you get strep throat, like, what, like, once, twice in your life, depending? It's no big deal. This... It's like, he just fucking died. Honest to God, like, I think if they wouldn't have treated him, he could have lived. Oh, probably. <laughs> like, honestly, I think the treatments made it significantly worse and more deadly. Yeah, and basically, the theory, but I really feel like this one, like, it's just reality of the humorism, the inflammation inside, the massive blood loss along with the dehydration, electrolyte imbalance, viscous blood, viscous blood loss. Viscous is what it is. Yeah, could not have helped the president's dire condition. Basically saying, Duh. like, no shit. Like, you didn't give him water. You didn't give him stuff that would help his body rebound. You just kept fucking taking your stuff from again. Yeah, when you have a fucking cold, the first thing the doctor always says is make sure you get plenty of clear fluids. 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 And they gave him zero fluids. Or, or anything with, depending on whether it is, or something with a sort of, like, clinic-based thing, sometimes helps him clear his throat. Well, yeah, but the... But yeah, that's I, a little bit later in the process. Yeah, yeah it is. Mean, clear fluids, but they're not. Yeah, I mean, the, the, basically, it, the concept is they did nothing that they that would have helped the man. Yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing. There was a fourth guy who actually was a man named William Thornton, or, yeah, Thornton, who actually designed the U.S. Capitol building. He arrived after Washington had died, where Thornton had expertise in the tracheotomy procedure. Oh, yeah, so something that, that could have helped. Yeah, an extremely rare operation at the time, which was one of the only emergencies in the Because again, like at the time, we're talking about this is far before people sterilize stuff, this is far before people wash their fucking hands, because, you know, that's probably what, like, again, I mean, we could go on to talk about, like, traveling to mortality, that's one of the huge things. That's a, that, but that's a whole different. Yeah, but basically along the same time, right? The, the idea was the practices were unsanitary, the, the doctors were themselves unsanitary. And then they would go in there, like, fucking touching patients and shit. And those patients would die. And they'd be like, oh, no, it's like, this is fucking time. Okay, but what about Thornton now? So, uh, yeah, so, so Thornton here comes and says, oh, shit, I could have done it. But Dr. Dick, too, had advocated the procedure of tracheotomy rather than the massive blood levels. So, in that regard... Which would have been much better. Dick and Sam was okay here. But they given the primitive nature of the political science, though, in 1799, they still say what they thought they would have helped him. Yeah, but again... Well, I'd be hard pressed to say that that wouldn't have helped him more than whatever the fuck they thought would be a better idea. Yeah, and here's the thing that kind of gets me a little upset because we literally just seem like dumb to make this guy die. But according to the Eden Institute about the Eden years since he died, like several retrospective diagnoses were offered ranging from Kunzi, Ludwig Agnia, Vincent's Agnia, diphtheria, and Strap throat yeah. and acute pneumonia. Like, pretty much, they just, like, everybody was just throwing random fucking theories out there. 
Yeah, but basically, again, they're all saying the same shit. This man had throat problems. Throat problems, like, fine. Yeah, it's good to look at some shit before. It's basically like saying, like, what color is the car of while your house is currently on fire? Like, I honestly, nobody cares. I feel like those are just people's, like, thesis papers. Pretty much. But they're like, you know what? Uh, this is how he died. Because this is what I have to say for my 30 page thesis paper to finish <laughs> master's, my master-'s degree. Paper. 15 page paper, not so bad. Basically, what happened, we'll just never know for sure because we can't go back. Combination of a strep throat, not being treated correctly, and bullshit science that basically made his last days a living hell. He had pneumonia in his strep throat. He should have been fine. But anyway, yeah. um, anyway but, that, that basically wraps it up. Well, bringing it back to bloodletting. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's an arcane process that basically never really helped anything. And. Even it's based on very shoddy medical science. 